everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today, Kyle and I are going to talk about having a good work-life balance and what that means as an entrepreneur, getting started as you grow, and then as you get things um, going on their own. Yeah, one thing with work-life balance is very important, and um, it's actually one of the reasons we started a business, believe it or not, if that can make sense to somebody, you start a business that you just work a whole lot more hours than you did you know, with a regular job, but you know, we did it to kind of take control of our future. Um, you know, in the corporate world, which like I think we said before, I wasn't a great fit in the corporate world. And you have these opportunities that come up. You get, hey, guys, congratulations. You've just been promoted to the next manager. You leave for somewhere, yeah. you know, Kansas tomorrow yeah, morning <laughs> and you get there and we'll, we'll get your family moved for you and get out there. And, and then I'd seen... I'd seen my father have many struggles with jobs. He'd have a career, he'd build a career somewhere. And then, you know, something happens with that position. He was, he was a, he was an executive for, you know, in health, in healthcare and healthcare food service for a long time. Things happen and something you built for 10 years and all of a sudden you got to go rebuild again. And me seeing that, I didn't want to have that for our family. I wanted to be able to put down roots. And if we wanted to be, you know, we live we live in Georgia. We love it here. <laughs> and if we, if we want to stay here, we can stay here. We can build our whole business around this area. And that even kind of goes along, too, to how, how you structure and build your business as well. When you, you factor those work-life balance things in. And it's really important, to, as you think about that, to, to you know... We talked about, you know, finding your strengths of what you're good at with running a business, but also kind of build the type of business and the kind of lifestyle you want to have. If you're if you're not a morning person, then it's probably not a good idea to start a breakfast cafe where you got to be up every day at 4 a.m. and open in a store and and things like that. And vice, you know, and if, if you like to work remote or things like that, you know, maybe not having a brick and mortar type business come up with something something on that. So a lot of those things played into the businesses we started and how you know what we do now um and so that was really a big factor of how we started and why we did and and now with especially now with technology um you know we're outside right now you can literally work everywhere and be connected everywhere around the river um you can literally be connected anywhere and but again with that too comes trade-offs which i think jen's going to talk about a little bit one thing my good friend sarah kurtenbach said she also was on a previous episode about move her money is she said, think of the life that you want and then build a business around that life. Yeah, it's very important because if you don't have that goal in mind, you'll end up with something again. You know, if you left a job to start a business, you'll end up with something that you didn't really want. So we, we made sure that, you know, we we started a business that fit our lifestyle. Um, you know, we want I'd always worked from home in previous jobs before. And I started working from home. Yeah. Yeah. And so. We kind of wanted something that we could do that was home-based or remote, or at least remote work, and so that's kind of what we went down. And we were able to build, we were able to build our trucking company, or basically, with the office staff as remote workers. Um, you know, from the time with it was just us at the beginning, Jen and I. Um, but then we did all, you know, we did all those tasks, and um, then we were able to build the business from there. But then, when you're getting started, um that work-life balance is going to be tough to find. If you're really, you know, you talk about work-life balance and how you work and everything's going to be muddied together because especially with us, we have a 24 seven business. You're going to be getting calls. You're going to be getting emails at all times of the day. And it's just with us, if it's just you by yourself or your partners, it's you and your partners doing it. Did you got to do the task? You got to get the jobs done. I remember when we first started, you know, 
I would leave the house three or four days a week at 8 a.m. and get home at 11 p.m. because I was having to go do all the different tasks of driver recruiting, driver interviews, you know, working with the customers and um, and then Jen's at home. What were you, you were doing? Yeah. So to the back office. I was doing back office. I remember payroll, you know, was very tedious. It was a very manual process. And I was also taking care of our young son. We decided to to do that right when he was little. And, um, you know, one thing that's really helped our work-life balance kind of fast forwarding a lot is that we've been able to find services that have really been a game changer for us. We partner with a company called Valeroo, and they are a logistics um, answering service for offshore employees in the Philippines. So um, they answer the phone from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. so we can get a good night's sleep. Kyle was being woken up at all hours of the night. So um, we're actually doing a promotion with them. If you are a logistics company and you need help answering the phones overnight, you would get a $1,000 credit to your account. So um, if you want to email me for more details, I can get that to you. My email is jen at united-federal.com. All right. Well, before you can get to having companies like Valeroo on your team and and helping take some of the business tasks off of, of, of you as a, as a small business owner and entrepreneur, you really are going to have to, that those first couple of years are when you really lay the foundation for the future work-life balance you can have. You got you to gotta get those tasks done. You, you figure out what needs to be done with the business. And then you can, as you grow your business and become successful, you'll have additional capital to deploy to hire you know, people to then take over for you. And then you can manage on manage some of the other bigger, you know, bigger tasks and move on to different things instead of having to be so far into the weeds. That was a big game changer for me was when you hired our manager. Yeah. First hired our manager, um, our, our ops manager, Dale. Yeah. He was a driver for us. He'd been in trucking for over 20 years, also a veteran. And um, it was such a game changer because he was able to start handling some of these driver calls. He was able to go to some of the trucks and get stuff done. And he and Kyle are a great team. Y'all are like brothers from another mother. And, so, I, and actually in that first, yeah. and actually when he first came on, what it really allowed me to do was work my other second job that I had to take yeah. <laughs> while he was working two jobs. Was it was like really yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. So basically, while we were getting the, the company on good fitting, I had I had a second job that I had taken that was actually an old job that came open again. But um, you know, so but having when you get to having more people, then it, it's going to free you up for so many different things. But as you're building your business and as you're doing that, that's what keep that in mind as you're doing all. You're first in the in the in the early stages. It's going to be seen like the toughest because you're doing all the work and you kind of wonder is this going to end and what did I get myself into? But you work towards that goal of the life that you want to have and the, and the work life, the, the tasks and the, the balance that you want to have with your business and your free time. That's really the only way you can grow at a certain point, though. And one thing that we always looked at was the cost. You know, you have the cost of hiring somebody, but will it free you up to do more things to get to get that done? So when we, uncle told you what yeah, um, one of his relatives told us that. Even if it takes a person and a half to get done what you can do. Or three people. Or three people, however many. But that frees you up to look at expanding and look at these things and kind of the big picture. Um, I remember when we hired Cindy, our recruiter, that's when we we really needed. We had gotten to a place, but 
we needed to get to another place to get yeah. more employees and really grow. So having those people in place can help you take it to the next level. But you have the sacrifice of, you know, one, you have to train them. Two, you have to be able to trust them. And, you know, the cost, like we said, about hiring someone. And so you can find yourself get stuck in a rut. You're like, man, why am, why am I not growing? And then you, you got to kind of take that take that jump and say, all right, I need to hire people to take to free my time up as a business owner. I need to hire people to free my time up. So either then, because they'll add capacity to your business. That time when you just mentioned, we were at a point where, you know, I was still doing recruiting. You know, our, our ops manager, Dale, was doing our um you know, a lot of driver management stuff, but all my other tasks and then recruiting on top of that, I couldn't keep up myself. And so then we added a recruiter and that was a big boom period for our business right there. That having, having that recruiter in place was now able to open so many doors up now that, Hey, that was taken off my plate. And then we could go focus on other things. And that really helped our business take off right around 2018, 2019. And so you don't realize it, but when you have, when you kind of find yourself stalling out, look at your people and you say, Hey man, I'm putting in so many hours and put that, look at the type of people and look at the way you're structured and figure out how to take things off of you as a business owner um, as well. And then as you grow, you have to think about the work-life balance for your employees. We got to a point where hiring has been so busy and we've grown. And now that we're with Amazon, payroll's different and payroll's taking up more of our, uh, HR manager's time. So we actually just hired an administrative assistant and that's been great because then she's helping Cindy, um, our HR manager. So it's been great for Cindy to keep that work-life balance as well. So, and I think one thing that Cindy and I have talked about a lot is giving your employees the flexibility and the freedom to get things done that they need to not making them take a big personal day, you know, if Cindy has, or any of us, if we have something that we need to do, you know, I think we all have children, um, you know, if you need to take them to the doctor's appointment, okay, maybe it takes an hour, you know, 15 minutes for driving. So that's an hour and a half out of your day, but giving them the flexibility to do those appointments or, or get things done that they need to and not feel the stress that they're going to have to take a personal day or a half day. Because I think when you give that trust to the employees, they know you trust them. They're getting their work done. And as long as things get done, you know, working from home and having an, like a non-traditional type job, I guess, um, you can provide that flexibility to help everyone have a good work-life balance. All right. Well, one thing, you know, that works great, Jen, for the admin and remote employees. But when it comes to, when it comes to the, uh, operational employees like we have if you got a storefront or for us we have trucks if the drivers aren't in the trucks that we're not we're not able to make money you got to really structure you got to build your business differently um one is with capacity you don't um you can't run your business at 100 percent capacity that is you know if you've got you know one truck and one driver you can't just run your whole everything based off of that you're gonna have to have extras and so it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have drivers, they have family. Um, we have a new generation of drivers coming in. You have people that, um, especially with our business, they want to be home. So that's why we focused on solo regional. They want to be, you know, at a football game. They want to be at a recital. So we have to have part-time people to fill in. That's one of the reasons we redid our business when we, when we had it. We saw, we saw some trends that had happened after COVID and, we rebuilt our business based on a solo model versus a team model, which is what we what we did with our previous customer. And that allowed us 
great, much more flexibility. One, we had a better pick of drivers and we're able to provide drivers with more time off and, and, you know, better predictability of their schedule. And so that's a big thing as you're planning, you know, with work-life balance as well. Um, and this, this is going to play into your work-life balance too, because if you... Why does it stress you out when someone calls out last night? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, if you overwork your employees and you don't, you don't allow for that flexibility in your scheduling, then, you know, at those 11th hours, you know, when you're at your football game or when you're doing whatever fun stuff you think you had planned, but you're trying to make somebody else work, it's been working six days in a row and they want a day off. Well, guess what? They're calling out and now you got to, now you're going to have to deal with that. And so building your business around those, you know, building your business around and building flexibility in for your employees is also going to be key for you to have work-life balance as a business owner. Because then having that, building that flexibility into your staff, into their scheduling, and into your support staff, having that flexibility there is going to still allow you to be freed up. Otherwise, if you don't build that in, then it's going to be back to you handling those tasks that you thought you'd been able to delegate to your to your employees. But, you know, we have a generous uh, vacation policy and time off so people can do those things. And we just, you know, ask you give a couple weeks notice so that we can plan as business owners. Yeah. And again, and then also you look at your capacity, like your actual physical capacity for us, it's trucks. Um, you can't, if you've got 30 trucks, you can't run all 30 at once. You need to leave a couple of them back for when things happen, because at some point when you get to a certain size, statistics catch up with you. If you know, if you know, in your industry, you know, the, the average downtime is 90% or up, up times 80%, 90%, whatever that is. And you got to build in extra capacity for your business and, and plan work and, plan what you can actually do based off of that. Or if you're in a manufacturing facility, you can't run at hundred percent capacity. Um, you know, things like that, you really got to factor in. And again, all this is going to affect the owner's work-life balance because when things go bad, everybody calls up to their fearless leader and say, what do we do now? And if you don't build those processes in and the, the, with the capacity with your employees, you're going to end up fighting that battle all the, all over again. When you, like, again, you thought you'd had it handled. I think the key is to have margin, have margin in your staffing, have margin in your equipment, have margin in, you know, the workload so that when things do come up, you can take care of some of those other things. I think another thing that's important, too, as you as you factor in your building your staff, the people that you hire, even if you got an awesome manager and, and a, or an awesome, you know, right hand person that works works for you, they're still not going to be as passionate about the business as you are. I mean, you could come up to me and I could talk to you all day about my business and wear you out. I'd love to talk about it. I truly love it. But, and even Jen probably doesn't love it as much as I do. But, he loves to talk about it. And even with that, your your employees, they got other lives. They got other hobbies they want to pursue. They got things that they want to work on. So build that in. Make sure that they can have that too. Because if again, if they don't have that work-life balance, at some point, what everything you built is going to crash. Because we wouldn't have work-life balance. Yeah, if they don't, then you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's very key, important. You know, understand the limits of the passion of the business. They don't. They're not going to have it. So you got to. It, it was hard for me at the beginning sometimes to understand. Well, why don't they want to? Why don't they want to do this? We were growing. We're doing this, but it's like, hey, you know what? It's not their business. This is a job. Some people it might you achieve your business. This might be a job to them, and they they're doing it so they can pursue other things. You have to respect that as a business owner. Yeah. You also have to plan for people to leave. Um, like Kyle talked about, you know, getting that call and you have to move. Well, maybe their spouse has that. Maybe something's come up and they have to, 
you know, we've had people take a leave of absence because they have to take care of a sick family member or somebody's going through a hard time. So you have to plan for that too. You have to plan for people to take off, people to leave. And if you're running at max capacity, when someone leaves, you are down anyway. So having those part-time people, I think really helps. Yeah. And well. again, as you're a business owner, you're going to be back to working two jobs again, except you're going to be doing the job two jobs for yourself, job for yourself, <laughs> the one that just left until you can hire people. So, um, you know, that, and that's, you know, keeping succession planning and, and, you know, especially for your managers and having good procedures in place with the, as you run your business, that is also going to be big. All these things factor into your work-life balance as a business owner that you got to think about. And we've learned them all <laughs> throughout, throughout the years from when we were doing it all ourselves to, um, now as you get bigger and you get, you get, get some, you, you grow and you have these things in place you consider all those different things that, you know, the policies, the, the, the way you staff your employees, the way you build your capacity or your business out, all those things play into the work-life balance of your employees and you as the owner. I think another thing you think about is the easiest way to hire is to promote from within. You have a company culture that people buy in. They want to work for you. Those are the people that you need to be grooming and getting ready to take over more responsibilities. Like we talked about our manager, Dale, we we knew he was a great person. We knew he'd be great for the job. And we, we saw the potential in him that we promoted. And then, you know, Cindy, she started out and then you add more tasks and now she's doing other things. And then we've hired an administrative assistant to help her with things. So yeah. having those people that are loyal to the company that you can promote, I think really goes a long way. Yeah, and something one thing you mentioned uh, with the guy that you know works closely with me. Um, at the time we promoted him to manager, we really couldn't afford him, and so, but I recognized that he was the type of person that we wanted to have that I worked well with, Jen worked well with, and he believed the drivers. Yeah, all respect him, and they all. And so, in this, in that instance, in that instance, we found somebody that maybe wasn't quite just ready yet. Or we weren't quite ready for it yet, but we figured out a way to make that happen because sometimes you find the people that, you know, hey, this is this person will be invaluable to our business and invaluable to our company. And we made that happen as well. So, um, and again, like I said, he's been great. Um, he actually has about as much passion for the business as I do, which is a rare find. And so when that happens, we take care, we, you know, we take care of him and we give him the same flexibility that we give ourselves. If he, you know, if he needs to go visit family, and he's like, hey, I'll have my phone with me. I'll be out, you know, I'll be out so-and-so, but I'll have my phone with me and I'll still do, I'll still do what I'm going to be, what you asked me to do each week. I'll still do it. And then he'll just, you know, say, hey, I'm out these days. You might need to, you know, answer the phones. We, we give, there's a lot of that give and take between the both of us. And we, we achieve our work-life balance that way as, as our company. And so. But that's what I think what helps create a loyal employee, having that compassion and being there for them when they need it, just like we need it or we needed it from other jobs. And that was one thing that we really wanted to do. We wanted to be a company where people want to work there. People can work anywhere. You know, the truck driving market has always been hard. Hiring's it's gotten a lot easier now that we've changed our business model. But we want to be a place where people enjoy working and that they feel respected and valued. And, you know, we just, we hope they they treat us with that same respect, but I think showing that first, it will help bring it back. Yeah, and the stuff of the business is wearing with trucking where there's not typically a lot of balance with the business. It's always rewarding when you have people, you know, maybe leave and 
then they then they want to come back because they're like, hey, you guys, we you know we might have been one of their first jobs they'd had in a while, and then they they leave, and then they're like, hey, can I come back? Because this this all this other stuff I did over here is terrible. So we won't keep taking them back. You know, you get like one rehire, but uh, um, but, but, but that's that's always good to hear. It when you makes you feel good when they want to come back after they they've left. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you don't always get that feedback in the beginning because you know when you're building it, it's it's not fully built yet, right? So it's hard to know. But um, and I think we're never fully built. I think you have to make a decision, see what comes up, and I think being a business owner is problems and then solving the problems, figuring out a way to make it work. Whether it's hiring someone, whether it's buying more equipment, because you with trucking you can't grow unless you have um, the equipment. Yeah. So with all of that, the work-life balance piece is is really a, a ton of different factors that you got to look at. And as you're building the business, it's not just, you know, finding, it's not just finding a job that you can do when you want and where you want. It's also taking care of your employees, your capacity, and and then building that out for the life that you want to have and, the, and what you're flexible and, and comfortable with having. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to our podcast, Mirroring Business. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any content.